Welcome to the Bridging Medicines podcast, a place where we explore and discover ways to heal and enhance our life experience physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Follow me to the show. Hello, thank you for joining me again. This is Emily coming to you from a dark, dark night just after the full moon in the middle of July. Cold day today. Finally, winter is back. Yesterday we had like 12 degrees in Toronto, which is insane for January. Today I want to talk about QHHT. Uh, I talk about it a lot, that this is work that I am doing. And to most people, well, the acronym they don't recognize it at all and other people think that it's only regarding past lives past lives regression because this is how I have referred to it in the past so I'm going to talk about today uh, what is QHHD where did it come from Um, how did I come to find it my training and my first experiences then some experiences as a practitioner and I will end up with some frequently asked questions So what is QHHT? It stands for Quantum Healing Hypnosis Therapy. Now this sounds like a really big long word. Uh, It was coined by Dolores Cannon, who is the woman who invented it. And it is, I call it a meditation experience, a consciousness expansion meditation experience Uh, really just a kind of a journey into the memories of your soul or of your body that are stored within your being, really. It's a journey into that. And then from there, we find uh, different elements that can be kind of resolved or healed. And in this depth of meditation, we're also able to access the subconscious self um, or kind of the higher self or different ways of talking about it but I will I will go over that Um, and uh, and by accessing that deep part of ourselves that is kind of always underlying our lives that is the part of ourself that tries to whisper things in to our to our soul of what to do next or where to go or what's right and what's wrong for us and sometimes it's hard to hear uh, but when we access this part of ourselves it's also where we can ask some questions regarding our lives Uh, so who started it is a woman named Dolores Cannon you can find her on YouTube Uh, she has passed now I believe she passed in 2015 Uh, She was a beautiful, beautiful soul who worked up into her late 80s and worked tirelessly to share her work with the world. She wrote about 17 books, which were all a compilation of what happened in her sessions. Uh, Now, she raised her three children um, and was kind of a stay-at-home mom, and then went into hypnosis work with her husband when he, um, uh, yeah, not when he became injured, he, he went into a wheelchair after an injury, um, but they had already kind of started working on hypnosis at this time. 
and she does go over this whole experience in the book Five Lives Remembered, which I highly recommend. It is on Audible, so it's great to be able to listen to, and it's quite fun to listen to on Audible because um, there are different characters. This woman goes into different personalities in her hypnosis, and they put on, or the reader puts on different voices through the Uh, through the audible book of these different characters and personalities. So it's quite fun. It's a great way to read or listen to the book. Uh, So what happened is that they were doing standard hypnosis work to help people with things like um, addiction, smoking, um, overeating, and very common kind of mundane issues that people have. Um, That they had this one woman that uh, came to them who I think she wanted to, she was overeating. I might be telling this wrong. Read the book. But the gist of it is, is that her husband was actually the one uh, regressing her or putting this woman under hypnosis. And he brought her past her birth. So in hypnosis, when someone is really relaxed, it's very easy to access different memories of their lifetime and you can go back into childhood and you can go back into birth Uh, there's quite a lot of work just to do with the birth of a person quite a lot of healing that can happen especially if someone came into the world and in a more stressful traumatic way and what they did is they actually tried going um, past the birth or seeing what came before the birth and they were very surprised to find a completely new personality her tone of voice changed, uh, the words that she used changed, and they found a woman who was living in the 1920s, kind of in the flapper years, and they go into her story. Uh, So Dolores ended up taking over the work of her husband and exploring this avenue of these strange past lives and these strange things. She was a very curious woman and very determined to help the people she was working with. One thing I love about her is that she always put the well-being of her client before her own curiosity, even though she was so curious. Um, So this eventually took her, they started working with uh, past, she started working with past lives, and then she went even further and started asking, well, what happens at the point of death and in between the lives of these personalities and people were talking about um, experiences kind of in the world beyond and um, accessing these very loving aspects of their selves almost aspect accessing like their higher self their higher soul and from this place Dolores could ask much deeper questions and these beings or personalities because they had such a big perspective were very full of love and were much more connected to all that is than the individual consciousness um, of a personality on earth this this being could answer uh, very deep and pertinent questions and Dolores ends up working with many many people and finding uh, answering questions about ETs and the way the galaxy works and dimensions and it becomes very metaphysical very esoteric very much out there 
so that's part of what she has written about. Now, another thing that started happening in her sessions were incredible healings. She would ask these um, very deep, loving mm, beings or essences of these people if it was possible to remedy or change or transform or heal things in their bodies. And she was finding that some of these things were happening and that instant healings could and were actually happening. Uh, Now, she, in her YouTube videos and even in her initial course that I did, she doesn't go into too much detail about some of these things. They her her daughter, Julia Cannon, uh, worked very closely with her and is now continuing her mother's work. So Julia and Dolores uh, were in the course that I did and they alluded to some of the things that were happening in a QHHE session regarding the healings. Um, but I don't think we were even recognized to be at a level where we could handle that information and use it properly but they alluded to things like limbs aligning and spines aligning and things like that and now Dolores worked with like hundreds and thousands of people she was so busy and she worked tirelessly for 40 years on this kind of work so it wasn't every session that had these miraculous healings but it would be maybe one in a hundred or one in two hundred she would get some really interesting things happen that warranted writing a book for example now some of these interesting things are for example two uh, or a few people who were able to connect with jesus or um people in the time of jesus who were walking with him so she has two books called They Walked with Jesus and Jesus and the Essenes. And these books are filled with so much love. Um, You feel very close to the Christ and the Christ energy. Um, I was brought up Catholic in a Catholic high school. My family wasn't very religious, so I have knowledge and was kind of exposed to Jesus very much in my childhood and in, in adolescence. But nothing comes close to these books. And even reading the Bible with the wording being so kind of old-fashioned, it doesn't really click with me. Um, But these books really brought him close. So I highly recommend those books. Dolores herself was brought up uh, in a religious household, um, but always remained open-minded and was open to uh these this idea of possible reincarnation and experiences in between lives etc uh, etc et so how did i come about this kind of work uh i've always been interested in death and i've also uh as a kid was never really saddened by death i mean i didn't have people very close and to whom i was very attached to past in my childhood and adolescence Uh, but I had older people like great-grandparents pass away and I would often talk to them and talk to the stars at night and just wonder where they were and not feel sad because they were old and in kind of suffering bodies but just knowing that they were they were okay and uh, wondering where they were Um, and 
interestingly, I found this book in my grandparents' library, I think a year before even doing this, the training, that was about past lives. And it was about this hypnotist who had had a similar experience to Dolores Cannon. Um, it was a book written in French by a French hypnotist. Oh, I don't know if I could find it now, but my grandmother actually asked for it back uh, because it was written in about the 80s and it was owned by my great-grandfather and I found it in my grandmother's library. Uh, he had already passed. And it spoke about these past life experiences and these healings that people were finding when resolving issues from their past lives. And it happened in the exact same way that Dolores describes, where he was a hypnotist. He was actually initially an engineer and a physicist who was interested in the metaphysical and started working with hypnosis to help people and probably satisfy his own curiosity in a way, and then came upon uh, past life experiences. And one thing that Dolores often says is that when you're taught hypnotherapy, you're taught that if the brain falls into the delta brainwave uh, state, so there are different sort of levels of brainwaves that the brain can emanate, and delta is can be like very deep sleep, kind of like when we're dreaming. Um, and even then in sleep, sometimes we don't go as deep as delta if we're not very relaxed. Um, but this is like a meditation in which our conscious mind is still awake and we are in delta at the same time. So strange things happen and often hypnotists are taught to avoid this state and to keep the person just above it. Uh, but a few people have uh, explored these dip deeper brainwave states. Now there are other books on past life healing which Vitaly had read at the time. Their names ex escaped me. Um, I think one is called Many Masters, Many Lives. Many Lives, Many Masters. And another one is um, is like experience of the soul between life and death and things like that. And Vitaly, my partner, had read those. And so when we met, we were talking about these things. We were both already open to the idea and had learned about other people working with hypnosis and past lives and uh, healing people with this. And Vitaly, one day he was like, instant healing. It must be possible. Instantly healing. It has to be possible. There's a way. There must be like a spiritual shortcut to heal anything in the body. It's possible. And so he searched online. He literally typed into Google, instant healing. And QHHT was one of the first things that came up. Now, I think they've changed their wording a little bit because they're not legally allowed, perhaps, to say these kind of things. Another legal problem is using the word hypnosis in QHHT because I think in Canada, at least, you have to be a certified hypnotist to say that, to be legally allowed to say that you're doing hypnosis. So that's why I call it a consciousness expanding guided meditation and QHHT is just the style that I use the technique that I use so uh, Vitaly typed that in and then he found Dolores and he started watching some of her videos there was this training and it was an online training it was like eight days uh, we had baby Leia with us at the time who wasn't even one and he signed up and paid for it, and uh, we watched it and did it together, and then started practicing on each other. So we kind of did that training together and started practicing on each other, 
and then I did my own training uh, later that spring so that I could have the certificate and kind of be an official QHHD practitioner myself and then I started working uh, with other people so the way that this what the experience looks like a whole QHHD experience is about a four to six hour and possibly even more long of a session where you're meeting with the practitioner so the way I had it set up um, in Montreal is that I was working out of my home and we would spend about two hours um, getting to know each other and for me to understand where this person was coming from what questions they had uh, about their life right now what were the themes that were most important I would ask them to write a list of questions and things that they wanted to discover. So this would have been something that they would have already thought about and brainstormed and written down on paper. And then we would go over all the different points together. And I would share part of my experience and who I was so that they got to know me better. Um, Because a big part of being able to access these deeper parts of the brain is that a person needs to feel absolutely safe. If they don't feel safe and they can't let go, then they won't go as deep. Now, this doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Uh, Sometimes, uh, well, in fact, a person will always have the session that they need. So if a person is not ready to go deeper, then there will be some safeguarding and some some safety blocks that the, the body or soul will put up so that we can't go as deep. And that's that's great. That's fine if that's where that person is at. We don't want to push. Um, but the talking uh, together and in that time, I, I've explained the whole process and just get them very familiar so that when it's time to come and actually do the meditation, they're fully primed, relaxed. They've talked it out. They have nothing more that the conscious mind can kind of share and they're ready to lie down and just have a good nap because that is how the full meditation actually feels. It feels like you've had the most glorious nap with some crazy dreams and you wake up just feeling absolutely wonderful. If you can ask anyone who's had a session, that's what they're going to say. So then we uh, go to the washroom, get all that sorted out, and the person will lie down. I had a massage table. I know some practitioners use um, like a bed or a couch, or I've seen someone even use a lazy boy, which I think is a fantastic idea, like a, a, a big cushy uh, couch like a, that's slightly reclined and not totally horizontal, like if you're sleeping. So that's maybe a setup I would like to try. Uh, but you want to be very comfortable with maybe a blanket covering you and that just allows the whole body to kind of soothe and relax. And then uh, I do a little guided meditation that kind of awakens different parts of the brain to awaken those parts that visualize and that dream so that we can have um, that kind of third eye kind of thing, that visualization and imagination open up. And then I take the person or I guide them to go to um, their favorite place, their most beautiful place on earth, their comfortable place, and 
they can just be there. It can be a forest and they spend some time there and just completely relax, soaking in the the clear air and the beauty of it and the noises. And again, this enlivens the sensory perceptions that we can have within our own mind. And then I guide them to go up on a cloud and that cloud wishes and washes and floats in the sky and then when it comes down somewhere they will be in a different experience and this can uh, be often a an experience maybe from childhood or perhaps a, a past life experience or sometimes even an experience uh, kind of in space or in in nature like being a tree there's there's all kinds of things like it can it can be absolutely anything and that's what I'm prepared for I'm just there to be grounded and support the experience and ask questions to kind of guide us through the experience because I know I keep in the back of my mind the themes of that the person wants to work on and wants to Uh, get healing about or sort of resolve and so I keep that in the back of my mind and I ask the questions as this person is going through this meditation journey and whatever vision they're experiencing Um, usually so the whole hypnosis uh, or I would say guided meditation part lasts about two hours we don't want the person to be under quote-unquote for much longer than that because then the mind often starts to get tired and can kind of shut down and the body just starts to fall asleep. Uh, so in the first hour, I usually spend um, going to these different experiences that we might see. And then in the second hour, we go even a level deeper and we speak to the subconscious, uh, this higher self, this loving calm peaceful place within yourself that exists in everybody and I've seen it come out and has a lot of wisdom and answers for that person and what's beautiful is that the experiences we saw in the first part uh, like the past lives or childhood experiences provide like a emotional framework or spiritual or physical emotional framework of a story to answer the questions that a person has in this life for example um i have these issues with my brother where does that come from and then we go and look in a past life and in a past life maybe that brother was a husband and there were some things that happened and that needs to be resolved and If you listen to um, a testimonial that I will post about my friend Chelsea sharing her experience and how visceral the past life experience can be, then you'll see how that really sets up for some cellular level release and and understanding and um, resolve of the question at hand. And it just, it still kind of blows my mind, but it also makes a lot of sense. Like if we are a being in a body, Dolores Cannon used to say, um, we, we are, it's not that we are a body, it's that we have a body. We are a spiritual being having an experience in a physical body. And when you experience QHHT 
uh, this becomes 100% clear. And sometimes it might take a few experiences to really soak in that reality, but it becomes so clear. So uh, then, yeah, we speak to the subconscious, we get um, messages and answers and sometimes healing that can happen through the body. And then we close the meditation and we come out. I count, I count the person out and, uh, and they feel absolutely wonderful, fully relaxed. And just like they had a nice nap with a nice dream. So that's what it looks like. Um, now I wanted to share my own personal experiences that I had with Vitaly because I, I've actually never worked with a seasoned practitioner, which is something I'm aiming for. Um, but I've worked with, uh, over 30 different clients myself. So that's many hours. If each of those clients was four, four hours. So that's a 120 actually. And some of those people I worked with more than once. So it's uh, quite a few hours of working with people. Um, but anyway, I've never worked with someone experienced. I worked with Vitaly, <laughs> and he is, um, he doesn't have the patience necessarily <laughs> to hold a session. He did for me, God bless him. Um, and he worked with one other person after that. And then he said, uh, yeah, not for me. This is way too long. <laughs> it wasn't the instant healing he was looking for. It's still like a six hour process. <laughs> uh, and it can be quite painstaking sometimes, uh, just helping people really get to that depth and in, in their brain, uh, in their brain level. So our, first experience, the absolute first life that I fell into was incredible. When Vitaly said, come off the cloud, what do you see? Look down at your feet. I immediately saw these feet in sandals standing on like a sandy surface. And I was like, oh man, I feel like I'm in Greece or some some kind of area around the Mediterranean. Um, we now have family in Israel and that has, and I've read things about the Essenes and I feel like it could be that kind of area, but somewhere very dry and I was wearing these old leather sandals and uh, I was carrying books in my hand and I was a young man with black hair and a black beard, very, very black, like dark jade black kind of hair. And I was carrying these books and that it was, it was just so clear. It was so strange, um, but it was so clear. And uh, in that life, I was... Um, it was regarding my siblings. I had I was the eldest son and I had three younger siblings and in this life now I'm I'm the eldest of four children as well. And I saw that it was the same siblings then. It had a, another brother and two younger sisters and I was responsible to care for them and I had to let go of my education and interest in metaphysical things and it, it felt like some kind of I was into like secret teachings like like the ancient Greeks. Uh, Socrates kind of thing or there were many kind of secret ancient schools and metaphysical and esoteric schools uh, in those times and so I was into something like that but I couldn't study because I had to care for my siblings because my parents um, had passed or had they had passed and so I had to care for them and I had a woman helping me um, that I could see and I immediately felt that that was my daughter Leah 
And so in that life, she was just kind of like my helper. And one of the messages was that now it's my turn to repay the favor and to mother her and help her uh, sort of achieve a certain potential in this life. So that was kind of interesting. Um, and I also saw that Vitali was one of my teachers in that life, like this old, old man with a long beard and a cave. Um, and he has parts of that still in him now, um, mixed with a lot of other things like athletes. And uh, he once saw in an experience that he was a um, like an athlete competing in, in Rome, like in the in the Colosseums, uh, anyway, but, uh, so that was a very interesting experience, and it kind of just confirmed how we could just easily fall into these, these crazy, weird memories that are, that are hiding within us, and the second experience was the one that kind of brought the most relief or healing on especially an emotional level, which is where I find to be working most of the time, not necessarily physically so much, mostly emotional relief and at that time uh, Vitaly and I had been together for about uh, a year just over a year Uh, yes we had our baby very early after knowing each other for for just a few months and there was still some tension and some things to work out in our relationship we were young and had not known each other too long and were dealing with this baby and it was it was pretty crazy And I still had some heart attachment to my previous relationship, which was something that I struggled with and that was really hard for Vitaly. And we, looking back, we really did so well through through that uh, extra challenge that we had. And so in this regression, um, I saw myself as like a forest maiden. So the first scene was me just in the forest, just kind of... I was um ta- I was I was wearing something very simple and I felt like I was just living in the forest. Now stay with me. I don't want this to get too hippity dippity. Um I try to stay very practical, but well, this is a big side of me and uh <laughs> and it came up in my past lives. So I was like a forest maiden. Um Vitali, you know, guided me to see where I lived and I was living in this little shacky hut covered in moss made out of sticks with a very simple bed and tons of like herbs and potion like looking things and in glass bottles and animals everywhere I was just like kind of talking with all the animals and it felt like my job was to be healing the forest I was actually a forest healer I was not even healing the animals per se but mostly the trees so I would go around and put clay on the trees where they had been injured or if a branch had been broken off by lightning or whatever I I would be in there kind of mending the plants and um, so in that life I also saw at that point that I Vitaly asked me to be watch myself eating a meal and I did not eat anything from the forest Uh, I just drank the water from the river that just tasted like the most amazing delicious water and I my job was also to clean the water I would just put my hands in it and uh, it would kind of clean and heal the water and then also that that I could drink it and that was the only sustenance I had um, now I haven't yet come across any other person with this kind of thing and I, I've looked it up online and and I the closest thing I can come to is some kind of a forest nymph 
uh, in like the Greek mythology. So it's very strange. Um, I don't know if this person actually existed. It might have. It could, and and I also connected that this was um, in France, like in the Parisian area, because in the next scene going forward, I was just outside of like an, a village like a, in Europe, in old Europe, you know, maybe around the times of of Jesus or just before or just after like the year 100 or something like very, very old. And uh, it felt like it was the beginnings of Paris. I've never looked up the dates of when Paris started, but um, I had kind of some karma in Paris since my previous relationship was, uh, he was Parisian. And it was such a dirty place. It, I was looking at it from the forest and I was feeling sad that these per- people were making the forest so dirty and, and polluting the water and they just seemed so grotesque and <laughs> even though they were dressed in all these clothes and I was just in what they would consider rags but they just seemed so out of tune but there was this one man with these eyes which were the same similar eyes that that I fell in love with many years back now and uh, and I fell in love with him in that life and eventually what happened is that I left um, the forest and my duties in the forest, I made a very conscious decision to do that and left that to live live a life with him. And we were keeping an inn or something or a restaurant and I had children and I was very happy and we lived that life together and it, and, and it was done. And um, the interesting thing is, is that when I went to the higher self part to get more explanation about why this would have happened and this had to happen for us in two different sessions because Vitaly started to get triggered and I I kind of started to get triggered and we had to stop and then we we went back to it like a few weeks later I said can we please go back there I know it's hard for you but I want to resolve this I want to find the end and the answer to it and the higher self said that that life was was done that that experience with that man was over um and I could go back to it and I kind of wanted to go back to it and just do the same thing again. But I had to remember my other side and my responsibilities and my love for nature and the forest and for healing. And that I could kind of move forward um, in my inner work and in my spiritual work with my with Vitaly, with him being my partner. And the release that that created for us and the healing that that created for us, especially since he was my practitioner and hearing me say these things, um, was just incredible. I felt a lightness. And honestly, since that day, I have not thought about um, that ex-partner again. It was just like, let go. It was resolved from my heart. And, and it I mean, what an incredible release if anyone has ever (laughs) had that kind of thing kind of hanging onto their heart. Um, You can know how heavy that can be, especially if you're trying to create a life with someone else that you do love dearly. And um, it was just, I I mean, just now it's kind of unbelievable, but it it was causing me so much weight and pain in my heart. And it was such a relief to let go. So... That was my personal <laughs> experience. And uh, since then, I've done other kind of light things, accessing some other past lives, um, but uh, never anything as deep. And I would love to work with another practitioner again to kind of put it all, put it all together. 
But I love working with people and sharing this with people. So uh, I've had some interesting experiences with other people. Um, Some have gone uh, only as far as childhood. So this is something in my frequently asked questions that people ask, um, what if I don't remember or what if I don't believe in past lives? And I've had a few people come to me who don't believe in past lives, but are curious about the experience and think they have healing and and want to experience it. And honestly, these people did not go into a past life. They went often into childhood or sometimes they kind of experienced different things in the future. And um, they were able to resolve and see things in their childhood and what I find is that sometimes people have this idea about their past oh I have a horrible past or nothing was good in my childhood or I feel like I'm such a bad person inside I must have done some horrible things in past lives but um, what I also find is that through QHHT they get to see the truth which is often not as bad as they think so I've had people who who felt they had horrible traumatic childhoods and then in past lives they actually see a lot of beautiful things about their childhood or they see people who cared for them and that this had become masked in the memories that they had in the way that they remembered their memories Uh, so don't worry if you don't believe in past lives but you're still curious then uh, um it can still be a very uh, healing and deep experience. What what can also happen is that some people get more of a um, galactic or kind of uh, even otherworldly experience. So they might not have had past lives on this earth, but maybe other experiences as as other beings um, in in different parts of the galaxy and the universe, because this method this meditation is not limited by anything <laughs> absolutely anything and i'm i'm really curious to connect with other practitioners and see where their sessions are going now um but G- dolores was talking about some very interesting phenomenon in her in some of her books so um how to prepare i've already sort of spoken about that just thinking about the themes in in your life right now that are things you would like to have answers about. And this can be anything from physical illness to relationships to greater questions, um, sort of like um, philosophical questions and where the earth comes from and things like that, because you never know, you might be regressed to a rock, one of the first rocks on earth or that made up the planet. And you might get to feel that whole experience in your bones and get a lot of questions answered. Um, Is this a psychic experience? Ah, this is a big one for me that I'm very passionate about. Um, I am, well, I think everyone is sort of psychic and very intuitive to some level, but when I become the practitioner, I am not using any psychic things consciously anyway to uh, control or predict or try to see that person's past lives. Um, I'm saying this because I know that there are some psychics who say that they access people's past lives, tell them their past lives, and then proceed to heal them from these past lives that they tell them about. I've had this happen to me, 
And this was actually after I had my own QHHD experience. And it felt very strange. Um, this psychic said that I had been a herbalist in a past life and that uh, sort of in the time of the witch hunt and that I had had my child taken away from me and I had had an axe to the neck and therefore she was psychically healing me of the axe to my neck. And it, it, it was an interesting experience because I had already felt what it was like to go into my past lives and feel that viscerally and feel the love in my heart for the forest and for for the man and feel um, and see other people whom I love in those lives and it just felt so out of touch and so impersonal what she was saying and this experience is nothing like that because this is only accessing um, the person's own it, it's their own memory bank and their own experience and their own records of in within their soul and their being that are being accessed through them and then told through their own consciousness so whenever there's kind of psychic work happening um, it, you just have to remember that there's always a filter. So there's like the information and then the psychic person taking that information and, and transferring it into words or whatever so that uh, you can understand it. It's never like a felt experience. So just a word of caution about that. I, don't, I do believe that there are people who can see and who are very accurate. Um, but I've also seen that some of those people... Uh, can use that information and kind of put it on people in ways that they might not be ready for or just kind of tell people psychic things that they don't want to hear. So this experience is all about you and your own self will allow the right information to come through for the best healing to happen at that moment. Uh, so another question is, will I remember the session after it happens? Um, most people nowadays do remember um, almost the whole session, almost like you had a very vivid dream and you wake up after it and you remember the, the most of the details and almost everything. Um, now, one thing I do is I do record the full session so that then the person can go and re-listen to it. And there's and a lot of uh, healing and deep understanding can come from re-listening to those recordings. Uh, and one thing that Dolores used to say is that when she first started the work is that no one would remember the session. It would be kind of like a lost dream that they woke up after the hypnosis and they didn't remember anything. But that as she went on over the years, over 40 years, the veil was thinning between our current consciousness and this sort of higher self consciousness and these higher levels of consciousness and that she was getting clients who are already at higher levels of consciousness and so they could kind of access those memories of their session um, in their conscious state. Um, so that brings me to also is a person completely conscious during their session? Uh, again, most people are, do feel conscious in some way of them being their current self in the room with the practitioner and doing QHHT while another part of their brain is, is seeing and visualizing and, and feeling viscerally 
these experiences. And by viscerally, I mean uh, a lot of people come into their first scene and before they even can understand mentally what is actually happening, they're feeling it on a physical or emotional level. Some people begin crying and they're like, "Why? I, I don't know why I'm crying, but I just feel so sad. I'm coming into this really sad scene and this person is so sad and then the kind of story fills in or my friend Chelsea I mean (laughs) people come into happy lives but my friend Chelsea her first one that she went into uh, she was she felt herself swinging and she actually had come right into the death scene of a hanging uh, and she was a little girl actually being hung which is horrible and violent um and but we were able to see it from a different perspective and we knew that we were there for healing and understanding so it kind of brought this extra space to this very intense and violent scene that she was in uh so that is uh so so oftentimes um it is initially an emotional or physical response before the conscious mind can put it all together and understand the story and that's what I'm there to help with is kind of to keep that balance between that deep experience in the lower brain waves and then make it understandable and put it into words so that we can record it and use it for healing later. Um, I find this also shows me how true these experiences are that they're not coming from an invented mental place but rather from like a deep cellular information that is kind of coming up Um, so that brings me to the next point what if I see something difficult what if I have been a horrible person in a past life a lot of people have this fears Um, I have seen some people go through some difficult things and I have had some people like I said before think that they had they would have some really difficult past lives or see some horrible things from past times. And a lot of these times, the people with these fears see something beautiful. And that kind of blows their mind and brings lights up their heart with joy. And uh, it's it's really nice to see that happen because they they can let go of a lot of the fear and they can open up and sometimes even feel joy that they never felt in their current life, but that they experienced in the personalities that they were in past lives and so it kind of opens up that capacity to feel that joy or to feel that love in this current life Um, also if someone is seeing or experiencing something difficult I always say that we can kind of come out of the body and watch from another perspective and not be in the person feeling it on a first person kind of perspective but coming out and seeing it it, as a third person and just watching the scene happen with my full love and support as it happens and then knowing that afterwards we will be able to get understanding as to why why we were there um and now I'm looking at the rest of my frequently asked questions and the rest of my notes here and I think that is nearly all that I wanted to share with you today I'm so excited to finally get this episode out. This is work that I'm so excited to do again. I took two years off while I was pregnant. I didn't want to do this kind of deep work while carrying a baby. I I really put all my energy into my pregnancy and into a beautiful, good, healthy, fun 
postpartum with definitely the challenges of having a baby but I had a very difficult postpartum experience with my first baby and so this was a wonderful experience anyway that means that I am ready to get back into this work and if anybody wants to reach out and if you live in the Toronto area um, I'm in Vaughan and I can also be in Oakville or anywhere in between Um, I'm thinking that now I would be doing house calls or setting up a session in uh, like a massage studio I don't have a space in my living space right now to accommodate sessions so that is something we can figure out but I'm very excited to get back into the work and excited also to share more testimonials with you of uh, what can happen in a session so thank you so much for listening if you have any questions feel free to contact me at on instagram at avani qhht so that's a v a n i q h h t and uh, shoot me some questions or we can try to book something for a session thank you for listening i wish you a beautiful day or evening wherever you are goodbye